I, I do a podcast. I'm not, I'm not interested in your podcast. The anathema of God was for those who denied justification by faith alone. When that is at stake, we need to be on the battlefield exposing the air and combating the air. We are unabashedly, unashamedly Clarkian. And so the next few statements that I'm going to make, I'm probably going to step on all of the Vantillian toes at the same time. And this is what we do at Simple Reform on the radio, you know. We are polemical and polarizing Jesus style. I would first say that to characterize what we do as fashion is itself fashion. It's not hate, it's history, it's not fashion, it's the Bible. Jesus said, Woe to you and men speak well of you, for their fathers used to treat the false prophets in the same way, as opposed to blessed are you when you have been persecuted for the sake of righteousness. It is on. We're taking the gloves off. It's time to battle. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the podcast. My name is Tim. And you are listening to Semper Reformanda Radio, where the Bible alone and the Bible in its entirety is applied to all of life. So today I have with me Carlos Montijo and Hiram Diaz. And uh, I don't know if it's already been announced, but Hiram is um, officially a co-host of uh, Semper Reformanda Radio. We're going to be inviting him on to every episode that we do. And so that's exciting for us because... If I can't make it, then Carlos can record with Hiram or vice versa. So, guys, a uh, big thanks to you. Just want to give you an opportunity to say hello, and um, and then we'll get started. Hey, I'm just glad to be here. Thanks. Yeah, it's good to have Hiram on the show uh, more regularly, so I'm looking forward to that. So, today what we're going to do is we're going to put up an old conversation that you guys had. Um, you guys had a side conversation in the last episode that you recorded about Kanye West. There's a lot of talk about Kanye West and uh, I thought it would be good to just, you know, get this out there. There are some things that I have concerns about. I will say that I do think that Kanye West needs to sit down, disappear for a while and get grounded in the faith. So that way, um, you know, he doesn't lead people into error. Uh, so that's that's all I'm going to say about that. We're going to play just the conversation that you guys had. But before we do that, there's another item that we need to address. And uh, Carlos, did you want to make the announcement? Uh, regarding Pastor Hines? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so um, we have some sad news, uh, but... <clears throat> but um, regarding pastor Hines that he's going to part way with us for for the foreseeable future um but he he sent us a very encouraging note that he wanted us to read to him and um <clears throat> we read we, for him read yeah read for him uh, we left on good terms there's no animosity there's no nothing negative uh it, we're, we're in good terms we're still we're still uh, you know brothers we still very much appreciate everything that he's done for us and on the podcast. I was very, I was greatly blessed by his uh, so much of his material. 
I learned a great deal. And um, he, I, I even took a lot of his uh, recommendations for church history, the church, the church history curriculum that uh, I've been preparing for our church, uh, hopefully in the near future. So uh, I've been very grateful for him and all that he's done for us. And uh, did you want me to read the, his note? Yeah, yeah, go ahead and do that. All right, so <clears throat> this is what Pastor Hines wanted us to say. He says, For the time being, and perhaps indefinitely, I've started. I've decided to part ways with the network. There is no acrimony between Tim Carlos and myself, but mutual respect, affection, and brotherhood. I am thankful for the time we've been partnered in the defense of the gospel, and I fully expect us to be in the same foxhole in the battle for the truth until the day when we all reunite in heaven. The Presbyterian versus Reformed Baptist differences have of late been a bit of a stumbling block. While I believe it is possible for us two camps to work together in the defense of what we agree on, I think it would be more beneficial to do so separately. I am thankful for Thorncrown being so clear on the heart of the gospel, which is justification by belief alone in Christ alone. They are one of the few podcasts I know of which have such a uh, strong commitment to the biblical gospel. Carlos's article in response to John Piper is not only the best and most comprehensive response I've seen to Piper, it is also one of the best summaries of the gospel that I have ever read. I hope Tim and Carlos will continue to study and perhaps consider being elders or pastors if God will call them in his providence to do so and the members of a local church recognize their gifts and talents. When I see young men who are so committed to the Bible, committed to the gospel, committed to defending the gospel in the public square, and who have such a heart to see the world to come to Christ, it gives me hope. Every Sunday morning since I was ordained, I ask God to raise up principled godly men for gospel ministry who will not be moved by the winds of doctrinal shift, culture shift, and apostasy. Tim and Carlos are answers to those prayers. I plan to continue doing podcasts via sermon audio and YouTube as time and life circumstances allow. My podcasts will remain in the archive of Thorncrown. I'm sure Tim, Carlos, and I will continue to text each other from time to time, and I will continue to listen in and pray for the hard work of those, these dear friends and brothers. Sincerely, Reverend Patrick Hines. Uh, so I was greatly encouraged by that. That almost brought me to tears. I was really... Uh, that means a lot coming from somebody like him and of his degree and stature. So I was really uh, blessed to uh, from to hear that from him. Very encouraging. Yeah, he referenced your article. And, uh, you know, it, it's it's interesting because he actually helped me with my article um, to my former church. I, he was one of the men that I had submitted that to before publication um, and I mean, I can't, I can't even say thank you enough for all that he did for me because that, that was a pretty dark time that was, you know, going through that whole controversy and, and he really came alongside me and encouraged me. Um, every, every time I sent him a text, he replied, um, he told me to send him the letter before it was published and, you know, he basically gave it a, a thumbs up and said, yeah, you know, you need to put this out there. And, um, we're, we're, we're saddened that we're going to part ways, but you know, there's, there's a lot to consider here because he is a, a pastor of a church and, um, and, uh, you know, there are differences, I guess, between the reformed Baptist and, uh, the Presbyterians and, um, you know, his content is his content. If he, if he wishes to take it down, he can take it down. If he wishes to leave it up, um, 
he can leave it up. We have no problem with the Presbyterian side putting content up that's particular to their view of, of baptism or covenant theology. We have no problem with that. And so, um, you know, I think the other thing is that, you know, he's he's really dealing with a lot with his own uh, denomination and he's having to fight some major battles in his own denomination. And uh, so if you, if you, if God puts it on you to pray for him, pray for him in strength to, to fight these battles. And uh, that, that can just become wearisome. It can be tiresome and, you know, not wanting to take up the discussion on, you know, the Baptist issue in light of all the other issues that are going on in the church. I mean, he's at the forefront of fighting for the LGBT, you know, fighting against the LGBT controversy that's, you know, coming up in the churches. And, um, and there's just, there's so much, you know, it's, it's, uh, it can become tiresome. So, uh, I personally just, I can't say enough good about Pastor Hines. Um, it would be, you know, um, it would be on my heart for him to just know how much we, we care for him and how much we respect him. So, um, anybody else want to add anything else before we, uh, play the rest of the episode? I think it's cool that, uh, with, uh, Pastor Hines and other Presbyterians here. Uh, it's obvious that the main point of agreement is the gospel, and that's the that's the point of unity between us. And I think it's awesome because you know it's a question that I've had before uh, in terms of uh, Presbyterian and Reformed Baptist fellowship and where to draw the line in terms of like uh, can we worship with them alongside them some. Some Reformed Baptists say yes, some Peter Baptists say no, etc. But it's just cool to see that there's a commonality, there's a common faith in the gospel, you know. Amen. Yeah. So. Yeah, I mean. Well, and the the other thing is that sorry, Carlos. Um, well, and the other thing is, you know, different people are in different circumstances. You know, if if we're putting out content that you know about baptism that he disagrees with, and you know, he's he's um, ministering to a church. Uh, he might feel compelled to have to address every single one of those those uh, things, those items, and you know maybe there's not time, uh, you know. So there's just there's a lot more to think about um, in terms of where people are in their ministry. If you just uh, you know if you just have a uh, a podcast where you know you're not um, you're not responsible for leading a church like it might be a little bit different but carlos what were you going to say no just that uh pastor Hines said he was still trying to make sense of reformed baptist uh, covenant theology and he he's gonna still gonna read up on it and try to get his uh, uh try to grasp it better and to uh to, to make better sense of it and so to understand it better so i'm thankful for that and um I still hope to talk to him um, and and seek counsel from him. Um, he's a very very wise pastor, very uh, very learned, very well read, and I really appreciate and respect him for that. So um, I'm grateful for the, the time we had with him, and I'm looking forward to our future discussions with him. And it might not be the very end of of seeing him pop up in the network. He, you know, we might still post uh, some good sermons from him and stuff like that. Um, if he if he's cool with that, and I'd, I'd 
I don't think you'll have a problem with that. So, um, yeah, looking forward to that. Yeah, and, you know, we're going to be tackling a, a lot of the same issues. Uh, we want to tackle the federal vision uh, stuff that's coming up. We, we do think that Doug Wilson is a problem. We're very concerned about the fact that James White and Jeff Durbin are just locked. What is it? Uh, they're lockstep with Doug Wilson. <laughs> so, <laughs> yep. Yeah. Um, that's, that's really concerning. And it's like, I'm wondering, you know, who, who, Jan- I mean, that, that's really, that's really a concern. So Heinz, you know, hopefully he'll talk about those issues. We'll talk about those issues, the stuff on the LGBT stuff. You know, we're, we're going to be tackling a lot of the same issues. So hopefully, uh, we can even do interviews with him in the future. And, um, but it's just not gonna, it's not going to be a regular thing. Um, so with that said, uh, Heinz, we love you. Thank you. Uh, God bless you. We pray for you, um, and keep fighting the fight. And, uh, with that, we'll just go ahead and play the conversation that you guys had about Kanye West you guys have any questions or comments you can always email us at carlos you got the information thorncrownministries at gmail.com and then uh if uh we we have had a few calls on the on the phone number so let's give that out again um i think that's cool if you want to call us you can call us at do you have the number yeah let me pull it up you can leave us a voicemail uh to our number which is yeah, the number to our our um, network is 915-302-0915. So you can leave us a voicemail, drop us an email. Um, we'd be happy to respond. All right. Well, uh, let's get to that episode. Uh, thank you guys very much. So the recent happenings with Kanye West. Um have you have you heard anything about that, Hiram? Yeah, I think uh, pretty much what everyone else has been hearing that Kanye has, uh, well, he started his Sunday services. Those are uh, Sunday events where it's basically like a concert, but he would also um, say yeah. a few words of admonishment or encouragement, and he had uh, some certain Christian leaders there making music as well, and that um, apparently he's being discipled by uh, a Calvinist pastor, right? A guy who I guess he goes to the Master Sem- uh, Seminary. If I'm not mistaken, yeah, and that's what I heard. I know there's a podcast out, but I haven't listened to it where the pastor uh, is being interviewed and they're asking questions about Kanye and stuff. So that's about the extent of what I know. Yeah. So, so what do you think? I mean, like, do you think it's genuine? Do you think we still have to wait a little bit? Like, what what are your thoughts on that? I think gotta wait. Um, yeah. When I when I look in the New Testament, uh, profession of faith in the gospel is you know that that's what counts you as a brother basically and works that don't correspond to that profession sort of out you as not being converted right yeah. so when i look at a book like corinthians and i see the mess that that church is in and yet i hear paul talking to them as their brothers and sisters it really it's it's, it's always been one of those things that causes me to pause when i see somebody else's works not being not necessarily pristine but uh, not meeting the expectations that I personally have, because Paul had even greater expectations for the church than I do. Mm-hmm. And when he talks to the Corinthians, he calls them brothers. You know, he doesn't he doesn't uh, he doesn't beat around the bush about sin. He doesn't ignore the fact that they're in sin. He calls them out and he warns them. You know, uh, 
but yeah, he still calls them brothers, you know. So with Kanye, you know, if anything, he's hearing the gospel being preached. He's hearing sound teaching, and the people that are speaking to him about the gospel are doing what they're supposed to be doing, you know. So, but I think we should we should wait before saying, well, he definitely is a brother, or saying, well, he hasn't done X, Y, and Z to show that he is a brother, because that sanctification is a process that uh, it happens in you know. It happens at different speeds in different lives, you know. Yeah, I'm glad you brought up those two points. So I like that you brought up 2 Corinthians because it's interesting how Paul, um, he affirms the church initially. There's a balance there that he's making because he's affirming the church initially, but then he closes with with a very uh, severe admonition to examine yourself, to see if you are in the faith. It's, It's not an examination to see if you're doing all right. It's an examination to see if you're even saved. And so he, he leaves them with that very strong admonition. And I think, and, and I, I'll see, I'll get you, I wanted to kind of see what you think about this because I've been thinking about this a lot and recently, and I've heard people on both sides, some people are more sympathetic to him. And, and I'm not gonna, so I did listen to the interview and I, I read the article that, um, uh, one, a blog, I forgot what website it was, but, I did read and listen to the interview, and it's some very promising, very encouraging stuff. It's kind of surprising because you obviously you don't see that every day. And then somebody like Kanye West, who was pretty bad. I mean, this guy, his music was not at all um, uh, sound. And, you know, despite his occasional, you know, Jesus walks stuff and things like that. But so but I wanted so this you have to i think you i think it's important to consider the issue of context and this is where context i think is extremely important because for so back in the lordship salvation episodes that we did a, a while back um we talked about we talked about peter saying repent and be baptized for the remission of your sins and in that command was a specific context because they were right next to water and they were assuming that the earth wasn't going to end the minute they finished preaching and that people would follow up when they believed and get baptized right then and there. So there's a context there that you have to consider. Um, and it's one of the reasons why I'm pretty sure Jesus didn't tell the thief on the cross to get baptized because he couldn't. He was a little constrained there, right? So there's context. You have to take context into consideration. And I think Kanye's context calls for a very specific situation to, to really, really show if he's, if he's really going to stay. And he's been showing some tremendously promising fruit. I'm, I'm definitely encouraged to see that. It is very encouraging. He, he's like, he told, he basically told the pastor that he got radically saved and that he wants to serve Jesus and that he wants to like make nothing but Christian music now. And he's even submitting his lyrics to the pastor that's discipling him. And he's flying him in like every Tuesday or something to have Bible studies. And and he's even like, and he is evidencing some fruit, some legitimate looking fruit. Like he's people, if people cuss in his Bible study, he's like, hey, you can't cuss anymore. You can't cuss around me. I'm a, I'm a Christian now. And like he'll he'll call people out and stuff like that. So, I mean, it looks very promising, but there's just... I see one big problem and I I just see one major and maybe it's not a problem. It's more of a, it's more of a, 
I think this needs to happen, and it hasn't. Ha it, from what I've seen, it, it hasn't happened yet. Um, it, so in the article that they published, they interviewed the pastor who is discipling Kanye, and he said, until he offers a reason to not believe he's been transformed by the gospel, there's no reason to doubt his faith. Well, I actually do have a reason, and there are other people who have had the same reason, and that is, has he passed the rich young ruler test? And I think this is where we come back to context, because a man of his stature, a man of his platform, with that much money and influence, it's, it's, it calls for a slightly different context when we're talking about the issue of salvation. That's why the rich young ruler came up to Jesus. He was very uh, adamant and, and showing him, hey, I've kept all these commandments from my youth up. And then Jesus tells him, if you wish to, um, to, to, uh, to come with me, you need to sell all you have and, and sell everything and, and take up your cross and come after me. Or, you know, paraphrasing it. But basically telling him he, there's a, he needs to do something in, in order to show that he's really willing to come. And he went away very grieved. And I think, I think this is part of the context that we need to consider with respect to people like Kanye, with celebrities. Because so often what happens, they, they stick around for a season and then they fall away and they go straight back to what they were doing. So what I'm getting at is basically... This, has he publicly denounced his secular music and platform? And it's funny because he tells people not to cuss in his Bible studies, but what about all of his albums where he's cussing endlessly in pretty much all of his songs, including the same album that has Jesus Walks? And and here's here's part of the problem. Part of the problem is that if if he doesn't do that, and he claims Christ at the same time without renouncing his old life, People, impressionable youth in the church, is going to start thinking it's okay to listen to his old music. And that's part of why this is so important. Because he's a Christian now, so it's, it's okay. And that's exactly what happened when he released Jesus Walks. There was, there was churches, there was people, young people in churches thinking, hey, we have a song now from Kanye, we can listen to it. And then they ended up, and they ended up going down a very bad road because he was not a Christian. And, and his stuff is not his stuff is incredibly satanic. Like he's got Illuminati stuff up. He he has a, a an album where he's putting he's he calls himself Horus, I think, and like putting all this Egyptology and Egyptian uh, false god worship. I mean, he's got a bunch of crazy stuff going on. So he has a Freemason. I think uh, the one yeah, the power yeah. video where it's all Freemason imagery in slow motion. Yeah, the whole thing. yeah straight up mm -hmm. like he 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 was all over the place. Mm -hmm. So. Um, I think I think that's why it's important to consider that um, because you can't um, and this is my concern like has the pastor talked to him about that specific thing because they've talked about a lot of things but my concern is have you given him that rich young ruler question is he willing to renounce and sell all that he has to come to Christ because how can you expect Kanye to keep his old platform that he built in his words, running away from God and cursing him and, and still stay with that platform. Like you, he himself said he was running away from God. So I think that is important to show people that if you're really going to pass that, you, you have to pass that test. You, it, there has to be that test where you, you show that you're willing to renounce it, you renounce your old life 
and um i haven't seen that yet so and i'm hoping it does happen i'm hoping they do talk about it you know so what well, can i give my input yeah, what you um well sure sure well the rich young ruler thing i think is is a little bit different like i get what you're saying but um remember when the rich young ruler comes to christ he says um what do i have to do to inherit eternal life right and the lord tells him you know the commandments and he goes over the list of the commandments and he says all these i've kept from my youth right so when the lord tells him renounce your life basically go sell all you have and give it to the poor and follow me that's essentially him saying are you really keeping the law do you know what i mean it's a it's a test in that sense it's saying are you really as righteous as you think you are you know because he's pointing out the fact that this guy's idol is his money i mean maybe that's what you're talking about as well um but from what i've heard about kanye apparently he he recognizes that he is an abject sinner in need of the grace of god and to me that sounds like a different sort of attitude than the rich young ruler but i don't know i don't know what's going on behind the scenes so but i get i do understand what you're saying uh, there are a lot of people who make a profession of faith who you know they're flakes they come and they go you know they're like the uh the seed that was sown on uh shallow ground you know or sown on the rocks you know basically sprouts up really fast and then it dies when persecution comes because it goes back to its old way of life um but another thing that uh that I've been thinking about because I did think about the the whole money and the past records and stuff like that thing with Kanye is I don't know what his you know we don't know what his contracts with his old record labels are are like we don't know if he has control over that music you know what I mean because when you're in the music industry sometimes you have control over the masters of your music and sometimes you don't yeah and if you don't then you don't really have a say in what's going to be happening with the music you know what I mean um you know and so I don't know that's something I thought about. Like maybe there is something that he's trying to do to uh, address that situation. Maybe he's talking to the pastor about it behind the scenes, but he doesn't want to make it public because of legal ramifications or something. I don't know. But should he be worried about legal ramifications if he's a Christian? No, right? So I mean, like, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point, and and I appreciate you bringing that up about the the rich and ruler's motives because obviously Christ was exposing his idol, which was. His possessions gave him his identity, and he didn't want to renounce the possessions because he felt he was renouncing his identity. And that's that's what I'm referring to with Kanye, because are you willing to renounce all of that, the, your old identity, your old self, and and truly walk with Christ? Because the thing is, uh, one thing that I think I appreciate G. Craig Lewis, he shed a lot of light on this issue. And basically, he talks about how the production companies they own the artists like the artists have no rights whatsoever they're basically slaves to the contracts and so that's probably the case with kanye i'm not exactly sure but all of these major production companies they basically own the artists and so yeah they're they're he may not have much of a say in and but but they the principle is what matters right it's like renouncing your music renouncing that and and telling people this is not who i am anymore so you shouldn't be listening to this music because it's not it's it's ungodly it's it's sinful whatever you know whatever the case may be but yeah yeah that's a good discussion i think it's important to talk about this stuff because it's very easy to it's extremely easy to get confused and it's incredibly common that's why it's specifically dealing with the rich young ruler because so many celebrities that's been a lot with a lot of celebrities that supposedly come to christ they hang out for a while and then they leave because it's 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 dealing with this identity issue of of what do you identify with are you going to identify with the the self that you created with all of the money and success and fame or are you willing to renounce all of that and truly follow Christ 
And let me be clear, I'm not advocating like a lordship salvation uh, with regarding rich people like Kanye. What what I'm what I'm saying is when you get saved and you are a high profile celebrity that made a lot of money by cursing God and by sinning against him, you know, the, by writing ungodly music and all of these things, basically you're going to have a lot of cleaning up to do after you get saved. It's not something that you have to do in order to get saved, but I'm saying what I'm saying is if he truly is saved, he's going to have a lot of cleaning up to do and he's going to have to be willing to do it and do it. Um, that will be, that's sort of his James 2 test. Like you're going to have to show that to prove that um, before men by renouncing your old life because not, and there's, there's also a potential for a lot of, of damage that you can cause if you don't. And so it's important to consider this as a, I'm not talking about in order to get saved or to get right with God, he has to do this first. But in order, if he's going to stay, this this will be the, the, the evidence or the test that will bear him out, that will prove whether or not he's really going to stay, if he's really going to stay um, and, and not just fall, fall away or walk away. And so, and because you have to, it's, it's a question of context. You just have, he, somebody like him has a lot more cleaning up to do, at least initially, you have a lot more cleaning up to do. And many celebrities that get supposedly saved don't, don't, are not willing to do that cleaning up and to remove their old identity and disassociate themselves from their old self. So let me go ahead and read the, the, gospel the verse where he talks about the rich and ruler i'm in matthew 19 uh starting in verse 16 now behold one came and said to him good teacher what good thing shall i do that i may have eternal life so he that is jesus said to him why do you call me good no one is good but one that is god but if you want to enter into life keep the commandments he said to him which ones Jesus said, You shall not murder, you shall not commit adultery, you shall not steal, you shall not bear false witness. Honor your father and your mother, and you shall love your neighbor as yourself. The young man said to him, All these things I have kept from my youth, what do I still lack? Jesus said to him, If you want to be perfect, go, sell what you have, and give to the poor, and you will have treasure, treasure in heaven, and come, follow me. But when the young man heard that saying, he went away sorrowful, for he had great possessions. Then Jesus said to his disciples, Assuredly, I say to you that it is hard for a rich man to enter the kingdom of heaven. And again, I say to you, it is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter the kingdom of God. So I'm going to quote a section, a footnote from my unpublished um, critique of Keller, because uh, I talk about the rich young ruler in it. Um, so I'm going to start on the footnote. Lest anyone should think that Keller is right because Christ didn't contest the rich young ruler's claim to have kept the commandments from his youth, Christ had just told the, the young ruler that, quote, no one is good except God alone. That's in Mark 10:18 and Matthew 19:17, which is exactly what I'm arguing and what Keller denies, that no one, not the rich young ruler and certainly not the Pharisees, is good except God alone. In fact, Jesus' response to the young ruler's claim exposed his sin he refused to deny himself because he loved his money and the reputation that came with it 
which is why he was, quote, saddened and went away gr grieving, for he was one who owned much property. That's Mark 10, 22. Uh, here's Dr. R.C. Sproul. Commentators agree that with his answer in Matthew 19, 21 and Mark 10, 21, <clears throat> Jesus was putting his finger on this man's core problem. He was in love with his money. That love for money was affecting his obedience to all the other commandments. Jesus could have said, okay, you say you kept all the commandments. Let's start at number one. You shall have no other gods before me. Young man, your money is your God. Your wealth is your idol. You cannot love God more than you love God. Money, you, can't, you cannot love money more than you love God and expect to enter his kingdom. He could have done the same with the other commandments. This young man needed to set aside his idol and follow Jesus so as to gain a treasure that he would that would never rust or fade away. And that's from his his Andrew's expositional Saint Andrew's expositional commentary on Matthew. And so uh, again, I'm not he, he this was exposing his core idol. This is what a lot of times celebrities are not willing to do and that's partly why Jesus said he addressed specifically rich rich people that it's harder for them to enter the kingdom of heaven than for a, a, a camel to go to go through the eye of a needle. Um, they have a lot of renouncing to do, and they they have to be willing to renounce that lifestyle that the way they created they built up their fame and their fortune if it was all contrary to God and and uh, opposing His will. It's almost like in one sense, it's almost like blood money. You know, if you made a bunch of money selling crack and selling drugs, well, that's that's tainted money. Or if you made it illegally, that's that's tainted money. And in a sense, that's that's what happens with people like Kanye. He made uh, he made all of his fortune cursing, blaspheming, and sinning against God. And that's a problem. You have to. He's got. He has to reconcile that with being a Christian now. So that there has to be something to that he has to be willing to renounce that to sell it to give it away to do something with that um, again not not in order to get saved but after he's saved this will reveal whether he's really of us as first John 2 says whether he's really a, a believer it will bear out the fruit will will manifest itself because ultimately no one can serve two masters for he either either he will hate the one and love the other or he will be devoted to the one and despise the other you cannot serve both god and mammon all right so that was an older episode and i really appreciate the conversation that hiram and carlos had that conversation took place right after kanye west became a christian and Carlos was saying that he's seen a lot of good things um, and he listened to the interview. I think that was the interview done by Apologia Radio that they talked to Adam West. Or shoot, I don't know. What's his name? Adam Levine? No, that's not right. Adam, Pastor Adam. I forgot his last name. Um, that'd be weird if it was West. Kanye West and Adam West. That would be uh, just the odds of that would be cool but you know there's a lot of promising stuff and recently there have been a lot of disturbing things like Kanye West partnering with Joel Osteen so initially I had a lot of 
uh, hope because I was like, okay, Adam seems to be a good guy. Uh, he, he knows the gospel. He understands the doctrines of grace. He understands that we're justified by faith alone. So this is good. And I, I saw a lot of hope there, but now I don't know what's up. I don't know what's up with, uh, Kanye. Uh, I think he's trouble. I'll just say it. I think he's trouble. There have been some some major differences between what I would consider to be an experience like Paul and what I'm seeing with Kanye. You know, when let's just think about this. Paul says that he was a Pharisee of Pharisees. He was a big deal. He was from the line of Benjamin. And when he came to Christ, he lost all of his status. He was not welcomed by the world in which he previously lived. And I'm just not seeing that that's taking place with Kanye. One of the things that's most troubling to me is why is Hollywood still embracing him? I mean, just think about this. And and Carlos and I had this conversation after this episode was played. Because what Carlos is trying to point out is there's going to come a time when you're going to have to face the fact that in order to follow Christ, I'm going to have to be hated. I'm going to have to give up earthly things. This is what Carlos referred to as the rich young ruler test. I'm going to have to say things that are difficult, that are going to offend people. Well, we should all know that we live in a really volatile society where if you say anything that's not LGBT affirming, they will have your head for it. I mean, that's a no brainer. If you, if you're a Christian and you're a business owner, you're going to be in trouble if you hold to traditional marriage, which is, by the way, stop saying traditional marriage because you should just say biblical marriage. Traditions come and go. That's not what we base our views of marriage in. It's not rooted in tradition. But, okay, let's get back to this. So, Kanye has a father-in-law, Bruce Jenner, who wants to be called Caitlyn Jenner and has mutilated himself and dresses like a woman. No Christian can affirm that. So, I mean, you think about the, the, the conflict that should eventually happen, that should probably already start happening. And, and maybe, maybe there's been, I did see a, you know, where Kanye was telling Kim Kardashian to, uh, not dress so provocatively and, you know, because it affects him. And so, yeah, I'm seeing stuff like that. I'm just wondering why does Hollywood seem to still love you? I don't want them to hate you, but I'm just kind of wondering where's the, where's the conflict? I, I wouldn't last. I'm just telling you, I wouldn't last two minutes in Hollywood because I'd be like, Hey, Bruce, you're a dude.
you know, that shouldn't even be a newsflash to you because you know it, I know it, we know it. I'm not going to play the insanity game. You're a guy. Um, you think about the, the conflicts that Kanye is going to have. And now he's partnering with Joel Osteen. And he's defending Joel Osteen. A lot of people want to give Joel a hard time because he wants to tell people about how good God is. No. <sighs> Man, Kanye. You need to sit down and shut it. You need to sit down and shut it. And part of this is, I think, you know, Adam West, I keep wanting to call him Adam West, and I don't know who Adam West is. I don't think that's his last name, Pastor Adam. You know, he, he's helping him write his album. It's like, no, you should just tell the guy, hey, look, look, just just chill, disappear for a while. That's what Paul did, disappear for a while, get grounded in the faith, because you have this tremendous platform, and you're going to lead people astray. So, look, I don't know if Kanye is a Christian or not. I, at first, I was really hopeful. I was really hopeful. I thought, man, this is, this is really cool. Not because he's a celebrity. I can't stand it. Let me just say this. I can't stand it when Christians get excited because it's a celebrity. Who cares about celebrity status? I thought it was cool because, hey, somebody came to Christ. You know, I, I've seen Christians. It's like, oh, did you know uh, uh, so-and-so's a Christian? Uh, some famous guy and you know talk to their friends as if the appeal to their friends is hey uh yeah this famous dude he's cool and he's a christian so christianity is cool i i don't i don't care if you know people that i work with or people that i know friends of mine i don't care what you think about whether or not christianity is cool um yeah, Jesus is awesome. You know, he's a king of kings. Every knee will bow to him. You know, it's just oh, it's just insane that so many people think of Jesus as this effeminate guy who uh, it's just it, you know, Jesus said, "I have 12 legions of angels at my disposal." That's pretty radical that's like so you don't want to mess with him you don't he's he's king and you know it's it's awesome that kanye is is proclaiming that to the world but it's terrible that he's partnering with joel osteen so as i've said from the beginning Pray for Kanye. Pray for those who he would possibly mislead. Um, and look, a lot of people think, you know, oh, well, why do I have to pray for him? You know, he's a false teacher. Look, pray that if he's not a genuine believer, that he would be silenced, that he would basically be exposed. Pray that he would be a believer and that he could be used by God, but 
I, I just don't understand why we wouldn't want to pray about the situation. So that's my piece on this. I wanted to add this little addendum because the conversation was a little bit old. It's taken us a little bit of time to get this out. This episode was, was you know, it was kind of put on the back burner. A lot of stuff has changed. So, you know, I don't know what's going to happen next week with Kanye, but I probably won't be talking about it too much unless something crazy happens. But anyways, uh, thank you for checking us out. God bless you with faith and repentance. And we'll check you next time. <laughs>